1: what's up everybody this is colin with
0: you hey guys it's elliot
1: and this is episode number 60 just gonna be elliot and i on this one here and we're gonna talk about the joyous occasions of DNFing. isn't that exciting elliot
0: uh yep and it's happened to me before because of your kids i remember <laughs> i got <laughs> i was puking my brains out right before the boston marathon what year is that 2000
1: what year was that
0: 16 or 17
1: sounds about right but i think only did I have three at that two or three at that point i can't remember
0: yeah i remember the day before actually like a few days before the race like man my stomach is killing me and then i started throwing up just every hour or so <laughs> and uh kept praying to, that i'd come through but yeah it was i remember becca had to do that one alone
1: <laughs> well if that wasn't a good uh intro here to keep everybody listening i don't know what else is right <laughs> <laughs> now but uh you know as we'll talk about here you know i think that uh dnfing is is a part of of racing and is something that's pretty close to inevitable. Um, if you continue to race for a long time and, uh, you know, depending on what kind of expectations you have for yourself. So, um, but Elliot is fresh off a DNF here. I guess, uh, Elliot, you want to talk about, uh, Ironman Arizona here?
0: Yeah. So probably what, two weeks before the race, my wife got just a cold and tried staying away from her. I started all the vitamin C zinc, all that crap that everyone says to do so i mean i was pretty diligent about trying not to get it unfortunately we don't have a lot of bedrooms in the house because we converted our one extra spare bedroom into our training room so i think it was the right decision and i don't like and i don't (laughs) like sleeping on the couch so we slept in the same bed and i mean i always had my face away from her she never got too bad And she recovered, I mean, she had it for five days. We counted five days and she got better. And then what was it? Tuesday race week? I started feeling like I had like sniffles a little bit. I didn't think really much of it, but I mean, we work at home. I got plenty of sleep. I mean, I took as many naps as I possibly could continue taking supplements and it got really bad like wednesday thursday um where just like coughing sneezing maybe like a slight fever a little bit of the chills but still decided to go to arizona because we pay a lot of money and a lot of time goes into training for these so i'm like might as well give it a shot because who knows i mean i've, I've known people that have recovered just in time and pulled off really great races i mean i remember one year when lindsey corbin was had had a cold race week and she ended up winning the race so i just kept thinking about that i'm like i could rebound becca rebounded just fine i mean after like day six she was back training like normal again and really don't didn't have like any kind of cough or anything but so Friday, Saturday leading up to the race, I was feeling like a lot better. You flew
1: in Thursday.
0: I flew in Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday night
1: cool. yeah.
0: but yeah, Wednesday night, I felt pretty awful. Mm. And um, yeah, I kept training to very like very minimum, very low intensity, and I mean, I just kind of wanted to get used. The, the thing that kind of sucked is like we the weather got really bad in washington right before the race so i wanted to get outside to ride a little bit in arrow because i just didn't get any outdoor riding in before this race so that was pretty much i mean 45 minute rides very easy just kind of like being an arrow and getting used to that position again and yeah, I thought I was good to go on Saturday. I mean, I still had a little bit of a cough, but, uh, my symptoms like mostly went away. So, I mean, in my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm fully recovered. I didn't really tell anyone, but you and some of my closest friends. So, I mean, I didn't want to really give that as an excuse or a way out of not racing. So I just kind of went with it and yeah, I mean, I felt like my fitness was really, really, really good going into this race. I mean, my fitness in Coraline Lane was pretty good, but I feel like my build up to this race was amazing, and yeah, it's just a real bummer, but um, I guess the positive note is I PR'd my swim. I was about to throw that out there. Let's talk about that <laughs> swim. All right. So yeah, I mean i've been i started up masters again uh in washington and we've been really focusing on feel for the water and technique um got a few more toys to play around with like a parachute and kind of working on like rotating my hips more um just like very fine tuning things but i mean my pool times have gotten a lot faster and just feel a lot more confident in the in the water i mean so
1: yeah i mean I, so. I
0: mean and how did how did you feel in the water and
1: like <laughs> uh i mean was was it the standard Ironman arizona it's, i mean it's always murky um still the rectangle right nothing really changed with that
0: yep still so the rectangle changed slightly it start started uh just what is it west of tempe beach park and ended like east of the park so you're so the start and finish wasn't the same but um yeah same murky water it was colder than i expected my feet were really numb out of the water but so yeah i mean halfway through the swim i felt fine and then like i could just feel like i just felt weak it was really hard to describe and i'm like Maybe it was this flatness of just not really training race week at all. Certainly potential. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about, uh, did you, did you swim with others though? Did you get on some feet or?
0: Yep. So I was, I lined up the fourth row back and yeah, I mean, after the first 500 yards, I mean, I found someone and who was slightly faster than me. I mean, I'm always trying to do that, trying to find someone faster than me where like, if you get out of their draft, it's kind of hard to keep up with them. Or if you go side by side, you're like, wow, I can't overtake them. So I just kept slipping back and just staying in their slipstream and got a good ride. I mean, it wasn't a very, didn't feel like a very easy effort, but yeah, but like just strange things like throughout the swim, like my arms are getting really tired, even though like, I mean, I swam a lot before the race, like, five to six times a week i mean 15 to twenty thousand yards a week so i mean i knew my endurance was good so it was just like odd to me where i was like wow my shoulders are getting tired my legs are tired so i kind of like stopped kicking halfway through just be like i'm like i don't know what's going on but i need to just get through this and it might just save as much energy as i can for the for the bike and were you still able to stay on those same feet, even not kicking? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like my, strength, my swim is really strong, and I really think I could have gone a little harder. I mean, I just, even in the swim, I just did not feel that great. And then, like, getting out of the water, my, my legs just felt, like, super heavy, which they never really do, Gotcha, but
1: you continued on.
0: Yeah, and I I mean, there is a brief second where I just closed my eyes. I'm like, just, it might just be flatness. And I might, I mean, I've had races where I just didn't feel good to start. And I just slowly started feeling better throughout. So I kept telling myself, just keep going. I'll feel better. And yeah, I mean, I, I feel, I mean, I had a good swim. Had a good transition. I mean I didn't waste any time there. Got on my bike and was off. And and what were you uh oh
1: shoot I should have looked I remember looking up I think I was fourth, fifth fourth out of the, age 25th yeah.
0: fourth fourth well, or fifth in my age group and then I don't know what I was overall. I want to say I was 25th so I can look it up Okay, that's awesome man. Yeah. I mean, there really wasn't, I mean, I looked ahead and there was like all those strong swimmers like way ahead of me, but I mean, it was really like, because of those time trial starts, I mean, they're very spaced out. And then, I mean, if you're a stronger swimmer, you could just kind of separate yourself. So yeah, that was probably the highlight of my day. I mean, I didn't really look at my watch out of the water. I saw it after the race, like what my time was, but I'm like, that's kind of, what i expected i mean i was my secret a goal was 55 okay so getting there you are
1: it's one of us making progress in the swim (laughs) (laughs) no back swimming for me buddy (laughs) all right but uh good in transition trying to give it a go on the bike and tell us about the ride
0: Yeah. So the course is pretty much the same. I mean, they made the route a little bit different getting onto the B line highway, but for the most part, I mean, the turnaround was still the same three loops. Um, so it's a very, very calculated race, which I don't know. I, I think I prefer like the hilly one loop or two loop courses where it's not so like Time base, you know what I mean. You're like, it's a pretty fast course, even though it can be kind of windy on the B line. But you know, like, one hour forty minutes is kind of like what you're aiming for if you're going for like a five hour bike split or something. Right. So yeah. like, it's very calculated.
1: And you know you're gonna be fast one way and slow the other, right? Right, or vice versa, right? And you're gonna have the headwind one way and get it the other way so uh you know it's i think it's a really important course where a power meter is huge and you got to be able to respect your paces
0: yeah but yeah i mean speaking of power my the first loop i mean i think my average power was like 170 which is just like i can't even tell you the last time i even did like a a trainer long ride or anything that low so it was just i just switched screens after a while i'm like i'm just not going to look at that i'll just look at kind of speed and i mean it's kind of demoralizing when you like look down you're like wow this is not good and it feels really hard <laughs> yeah that's tough yeah i mean i mean i kept switching back scre- screens to just see like all right am i like improving or not improving with my power and I mean the second lap like 155 the the final lap like just barely holding on I mean it was like pathetic but yeah you
1: kept going though so you got all yeah. the way through the bike huh um and but yeah that's I mean I just or...
0: I just felt extremely sick I mean I was coughing I threw up a few times on the bike I just could not like really eat anything just just way out of energy i mean i tried drinking drinking any like gatorade i mean i tried like all the things like i mean i brought like all my food with me and all my drink stuff but i'm like this stuff is just making me like sick yeah and i think it was just me just still being sick and my body just telling me like, dude, cut it out.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it does that. Uh, (laughs) No doubt. And, um, but well, so, all right. So you got through the the bike and you even kept going on the run, huh?
0: Yeah. So five Oh six bike split (laughs) miraculously. I mean, I don't know, looking back, I'm like, wow, that's actually like not horrible. Like, I mean, I was, I guess if I had run legs and I was feeling like super fresh and I held back on the bike, which. Yeah. Afterward... So you
1: end up at five Oh six with what? One hundred and sixties. watts, something like that? Or yeah. Like a not...
0: hundred and sixty-one was my yeah. average. That's so not bad. <laughs> so wait, let me calculate that. That's. Well, I mean, it's uh... 0.59 intensity factor. Yeah.
1: But and yeah, t- uh, according to the Ironman app, twenty two point two nine miles an hour. Not bad, man. Yeah, hey, you stayed arrow the whole time.
0: Yeah, very arrow. I mean, that's the one thing I really focus on. It's like, all right, my power is just like really bad today, but I can at least control like having a good position, taking advantage of like the tailwind and the downhills. I mean that the headwind going up i mean i felt like i was not moving at all and i think i wasn't moving but uh i don't know i think just like lapping people on the second and third laps kind of gave me a little bit of motivation because <laughs> i don't know i i just felt yeah. horrible and it's one thing like when you look down you're like all right it's not bad like i'm averaging decent speed like i'm not completely out of this race but it's another thing when you just feel like awful and you're like, I don't know how I'm gonna survive this race.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not exactly a killer, uh, you know, go KQ kind of feeling, is it? No.
0: I mean, I'm used to feeling like like roses out of the off the bike and just have a lot of pep in my step and yeah, getting off my bike and stepping down. I mean, I just I like seriously my legs just like collapsed under me. Like it just had no energy. And Mm -hmm. I saw Becca right there and she's like, I'm like, I don't think I can, I don't think I can even walk. And she says, just try running the first two miles. And you might snap out of it. So I did. I mean, I took a long transition, tried to cool off a little bit. I mean, it wasn't that hot. And then set foot the first aid station kind of where i saw you (laughs)
1: that's right over that following (laughs) my footsteps
0: you're gonna dnf in the same spot i
1: do huh
0: i didn't dnf in that same spot but i did i had a whole bunch of buddies on Tri Scottsdale that were there in that tent and they saw me and they're like oh my gosh are you okay dude and they're just like holding me up and they gave me a coke they're like, just breathe for a little bit. Try to throw up. I'm like, dude, I've I've thrown up multiple times already. That's it's not like it wasn't like I rode too hard or anything.
1: No, I think it's safe to say that, yeah.
0: So I mean I tried running, I think I averaged like a 10 minute mile through two miles, and then I saw Becca like right when right right at the bridge. I was, I was just like, man, she better not be like waiting at like Curry Hill. And that's like another five miles. So yeah. I probably would have kept going until I saw her. But yeah, I was just kind of mostly walking and then jogging. And but I kind yeah, of just fun way to race. I like... just kept telling myself, I just kept thinking to myself, I'm like, am I going to feel just like even more crap DNFing or is this like? A smart move because i mean i'm coughing i'm just not feeling good at all i mean i've walked a marathon like most of a marathon before like in um hawaii and oh, that's right yeah i, was gonna I say mean that's it. a t- completely different feeling i mean i think i just overcooked myself a little bit and right i mean More it was there. it yeah. was performance based and there were things i needed to fix for that and for this one it was just something just out of my control and it was just, it felt like I was just struggling the entire day. And then when you get to the run, I mean, there's really no faking your way through that. I mean, you can't just like get in a good position and pray to hold on the entire time. I mean, you need the energy. You need to feel like good. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, and uh... I think, I mean, looking back, I think I could have walked it in. But I don't know. I mean, I think we're experienced enough now. I mean, we've all done several Ironmans throughout our life. I mean, it doesn't look good. It still hurts. I'm still very bummed about everything, but I think I made the right move.
1: I certainly think so. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it's interesting. I remember early on in my career, we'll call it, I guess, I remember saying like, you know, I don't care what it is. I'm never going to be enough, you know, and like, just, uh, you know, always get through it. And, um, you know, like you said, yeah, you had time, you definitely could have walked it out there and got it done. But, um, I mean, finisher medals are nice, I guess, but, uh, are they that nice? And especially when you're, you know, really gonna, you're already, compromised your your health pretty good for the last what six six plus hours right so yeah um when you're sick you know is it really worth that and um know, yeah, what well, if it was your first one you know maybe it is worth it but uh i just don't think uh, you know there's there's times like i started saying at the beginning here where we have to be able to recognize when it's it's okay and it's the right thing to throw in the towel here
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you know so um You know, I guess we should have prefaced this conversation too. I mean, it's an interesting spot you're in. I mean, you already have your world championship slots for St. George and Kona. So, you know, there's really nothing that you're racing for besides yourself, which is cool. And, you know, it's it's good to do and and not to say it's not worth going to race if you don't have that kind of motivation by any means. But, uh, you know, what would you really have gained if you did, you know, walk through that that race and you know other than a finisher yeah. medal you know win, but and that's the, the thing i
0: the kept thinking about own. too i'm like that's just an easy way out and i just didn't want to tell people like i still i'm not going to even talk about it anymore but i think i just don't You're like talking giving, about it right now Elliot. i don't like giving excuses <laughs> for any kind of races so i mean it just wasn't my day
1: yeah
0: i mean my yeah. first dnf in 15 attempts so i'm not is cleaner, that your first
1: in 15 so right so yeah. what do i have i have two i believe or for the iron man distance mm-hmm. uh, maryland and arizona i believe that's it right? uh, i think so
0: yeah and one of like you were sick on one of them. i remember you had pneumonia
1: right so that was it so that mine came back to back so back in what was that 2015 i believe Went to Maryland, you know, really was hoping to kind of win that race was the goal. There was you no, know, no pro field and, uh, got a flat tire and had tubulars and tried to fix it. Couldn't fix it. Sag wagon didn't have any extra wheels. So, uh, really not much I could do there. I was, was pretty frustrated and definitely was feeling, feeling yeah, good. I
0: would say that would be the most frustrating. That was having a mechanical really and not being able to fix anything. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, and at that point I didn't have a Kona slot for the next year and really wanted to go to Kona. So I ended up, uh, finagling my way into Ironman Arizona and then went there and that's the the next race where, uh, yeah, I ended up, uh, I was coughing before the race, but I honestly didn't even really think much about it, you know, not starting or, you know, not finishing even wasn't even a thought in my mind. Yeah. Until, and that's uh, kind of what I thought too. Yeah. Um, you know, it was uh, definitely struggling on the bike. I did get kind of some blurry vision a bit on the bike and um, wasn't feeling good. But when I got off the bike, there, holy smokes, um, did I feel uh, feel awful? And uh, you know, I think I was running, yeah, the same thing, nine thirties, you know, something like that. And isn't
0: that just like a horrible feeling? You're like, this is my strong point, and this is just like really embarrassing right now. Yeah, i mean it wasn't really I, I guess it wasn't embarrassing but it was just i know i'm capable of so much where more, you want to be. and All i right. trained so yeah i mean so i get it if it's like mile like 24 but mile not even a mile into it and you just feel like absolute crap
1: yeah it was just i mean it was the same thing i you know didn't even think i was going to start the run and then people that I knew, you know, saying, you got to try, you got to try. And, you know, it's, it is worth trying. I mean, it does also remind me of the counter. I remember when I did, uh, Costa Rica 70.3 and I was sick leading into the race and I did throw up, uh, chase 20, 30 times on the bike and decided to do the first lap of the run almost just out of, you know, just to see what the course is like. And then I kind of snapped out of it and, Still, by no means, didn't have a, a good race, but uh, I finished and um, ended up uh, peeing blood, I think, after the race. So, you know, whether it was actually worth it or not is, uh, is a good question. And, you know, there is different levels we can find, but, um, you know, it's just not worth our health and the risks uh, putting that online, line, especially when there really isn't too much that you're getting for benefit out of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, so. in
0: thinking about it, I mean going into an iron man i mean it takes everything out of you as is like even if you're 100 percent healthy so like if you're even remotely sick i mean it's just, it's a tough call because there's not many iron races around so it's like do you even try it or do you i mean what's your take on that
1: Yeah. It's, it's a really tough decision, especially obviously for the age group athlete. I mean, it's a little different for the pros where they can, you know, just kind of sign up for races whenever and switch races. No big deal. I mean, we commit, you know, typically at least six months, but usually a year out, you know, to, uh, to the race that we're committed to, you know, for that following year. So it's not like we can just, ah, I'll just do another one later. You know, it just doesn't work that way. So, you know, these, these things, that's where, again, it's, it's kind of unfortunate. And I think, excuse me, that it's just a matter of time till this happens to most people if you race enough. Yeah. So, um, you know, it is interesting. I'll actually, uh, say that I think the only race I ever went into was, uh, the white mountains this year that I really didn't think I was going to finish, you know, because of my hamstring. And, um, it was a unique place to be in and, um, not sure. I loved that. I, that I did that and probably shouldn't have just even entered the race, but you know, I went in with realistic expectations and it wasn't a super high priority race for me. So, you know, that's a, a little bit different there, but you know, I think that, uh, we do need to be realistic with ourselves and recognize that when we're not feeling well, it is clearly, you know, almost always it. there is some very, very rare occasions when people pull off some miraculous things when they're either rebounding or actually still sick. But, uh, uh, for the most case, you know, it's going to certainly affect your performance and we need to be realistic about that. Yeah. You know, and the saying to live to fight another day is, is, is very real and very important. Um, and you know, just don't want to, uh, to make ourselves worse or run the, run the risk of I mean, especially in Ironman with how long it is. And depending on what your goal finish time it is, and you add on a couple hours to that, you know, I mean that's even for the winners, you know, you're training or finishing, and you know, in seven high seven hours, you know, that's a lot of working out to do when you're sick.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, so um, you know, we just need to to be smart about that, and you know, I think that was a tough situation where you know, Becca probably got sick at the worst possible time for you, right? Where yeah. you know, it ran its course for her, and then it transitioned over to you. I mean,
0: I mean, I honestly think if I had one or two more days, it I good. was feeling, I haven't had in my mind. I'm like, I am, I'm recovered enough. I could, I could race tomorrow, like on yeah. Saturday. Right. And yeah. so you gave it a
1: shot and it didn't yeah. work out. And, uh, but I mean, you still, still got six plus hours of training in, right? Yeah. Still super sure. fit. I mean, you know, we're heading into the out season and you're, I know you're going to take some downtime now here a little bit, but, uh, getting that experience in, uh, certainly put you a lot further ahead of where I'm at, where geez, I haven't, I guess what I do a couple hundred mile rides this year, but, uh, you know, leading into, uh, a big year next year, um, you know, you're definitely gonna have a stronger fitness heading into that. And, um, you know, I do think that Ironman fitness does, even when there's obviously huge gaps in between that fitness does carry over and that stamina uh, does transition from year to year. So, um, you know, especially for me, I'll be very interested to see how I do in St. George, where it reminds me of the potential of like Ironman Santa Rosa back in 2019, where I felt God awful in that race, you know, and, um, my body just didn't really feel like it had been there at that distance in a long time. And, uh, I think that, you know, by getting that experience and being out there and there's just so much our bodies get from that preparation, even for, for next, for future races when we do do Ironmans and things. So, yeah. uh, I think there was still, uh, some good that came out of it for you.
0: I mean, I do think these flat flatter races courses are just as challenging as hilly courses. I mean, holding that position for five hours is, I mean, my neck was definitely feeling it.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah. And think about, you know, some of our listeners and, you know, people that uh, are towards the back of the pack that are doing that for eight to nine hours, you know?
0: Yeah. No. So, uh, I mean, I I really think like when people say easy Ironman course, I really don't think there is an easy Ironman course. Some may be faster than others. Exactly.
1: That's what I was going to say. I mean, there are (laughs) courses that are faster than others for sure, but uh, there is no easy Ironman. That's, That's for sure.
0: I so. I think the conditions at Ironman Arizona were I mean the the wind you experience on the beeline it's it can be demoralizing, especially if you don't have like if you bonk or run out of energy on their final loop and you're just going uphill with a massive headwind. I mean, it can be demoralizing. Totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you gotta be mentally strong on on that race. <clears throat> you know, all the races. I you know, absolutely. So um you know but uh here we are talking about the future i mean i think in a situation like this where you're obviously you know disappointed and uh it can't be good for morale but uh you know trying to bounce back and you know take the positive and, and really kind of you know don't forget about it but you know again, it was really out of your control. So what I would encourage you to do and others to do is just to focus on your future and, you know, what you have coming up here and just move past it.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, Uh, I do have a ton of races next year. So, I mean, I will. I mean, it kind of, I guess this will, I don't know. I mean, when I've had crappy races in the past, it's usually performance-based. So I'm like, it, it did feed my fire, but this is a little different. I'm like, it just... It was something out of my control, and I tried, but I don't know. Would I felt better just not starting at all or doing what happened? Because, I mean, it is it is embarrassing when you, like, get two miles in, and then you just have to walk back, and everyone's just like – I mean, I know a lot of people out there, and they're just right. like, what's going on? So just explaining my story to everyone is right. was –
1: yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. That being, you know, you're, I guess, still got to be called your home course here, you know? Yeah. Uh, does make that a little extra challenging when you have so many people around you that are watching and things. But, uh, um, you know, I think they've all all been there and um, should give you credit for uh, giving it a try. Yeah. You know? So.
0: And life goes yeah. on. I mean, you just got to keep telling yourself. I mean, we we're age groupers. This is a hobby. Even if you're professional, it's pretty much a hobby. So like life goes on. It is a roller coaster. I kept thinking of like Sam Long, his season. I mean, he wins worlds, DNFs, Chattanooga. I mean, he's just so up and down. I mean, it it really is like a roller coaster for a lot of these pros. And I mean, same for amateurs as well. So, I mean, it's just, it's hard with Ironman though. It feels like you just kind of like, put everything into this one day and if things don't go as planned it's just don't have that many
1: opportunities yeah you know so you certainly like to maximize them but uh it ain't always gonna happen man yeah so
0: but uh what's new with you i heard your cyclocross racing
1: uh yeah so i did get my first and last cyclocross race (laughs) uh in over the the past weekend here so uh, more importantly, my, my oldest, Calvin, uh, who is, he'll be nine next month. Uh, it's supposed to be for nine to 14-year-olds, the junior division. Um, so he was uh, a little bit young, but I snuck him in there and uh, he, he did the, the race. So that was definitely the highlight of the day. And um, he did well. And as he said, the first things out of his mouth after the race were, that was hard. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you <yeah>, know, it was <laughs> that was good. And, um, you know, really, uh, proud of him. even, uh, so you, you ready to do another one? And he said, yeah maybe, maybe later. <laughs> and, uh, He was competing against kids it's-
0: way older than him.
1: <laughs> right. So, I mean, it is interesting in the junior division there. I mean, literally competing against, uh, you know, freshmen in high school, I think it could go up to there. So, um, you know, the little bit of difference between a third grader and uh, a freshman in high school athlete, you know, uh, physically so uh he was uh, definitely at the back of the pack but uh not last by any means and uh he had fun there and i mean it's so it's funny i mean you know he's eight years old and you know there's for those that know cyclocross you know there's little blocks or hurdles you have to get off your bike to to jump over and uh i mean he can can't really pick up his bike to get him up over that so uh <laughs> you know it's uh, we we're trying to work on that and practicing that in the right before the race but uh he's got some some work and some strength to build there so uh you got to keep it in perspective there um and more importantly he's uh he's on a um swim team from prep team now so he's swimming some and uh really enjoying that which makes me happy but uh you know just doing different things he plays flag football um you know and just trying to have the him and my, and my kids definitely important me to try different things and work on hopefully wanting to be athletes and you know definitely not triathletes by any means or any specificity or focus right now just just being kids and, and enjoying it so um but i definitely uh hope he will gravitate towards these things here that uh that i like but yeah we've got uh, both he and uh gabriel the f- gabriel the five-year-old they've got their bikes on trainers now so we're uh, we're ready for the winter man
0: nice <laughs> yeah i got on the uh ski patrol team at our local ski resort. So we get a, I get a free season pass and then I can get any of my immediate family members uh, like $50 season tickets. So it's going to be really nice. And I, got, I already got Becca board and I have my own skis already. So that, that should be fun.
1: Wow. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Nice. So yeah. I mean, this is definitely the time of year to be doing different stuff mixing up a bit i did have one of my clients reach out to me about getting some nordic skiing in this winter he lives near a place where they have trails regularly and they you know uh bust out snow for him or uh um so it'll uh it's definitely great to do some of those things here and and mix it up and uh hopefully staying active and you know that's really what's what's important but uh for me i've definitely got the the bug is feeling pretty good right now i've been super busy with uh, a job change and, um, just tied up with other things a lot. So my training has been pretty ugly the last, what, one or two, two months almost I'd say, but, uh, (laughs) trying to get back to some good consistency. I mean, we're still doing things. I mean, really grateful for the Zwift rides that, uh, that I run on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And now I got the Saturday morning rides going again. So, you know, when you're kind of busy but you want to keep things going having some commitments like that can be super helpful to not completely fall off a cliff for sure you know so i'm um, grateful for that and uh you know really excited for for next season um so you know but yeah, i'm really... gonna see
0: you i'm gonna see you two times next year yes sir excited for that are be you good. traveling with the fam or are you gonna go alone for both races
1: at this point it looks like solo for both of them um but we'll <laughs> see here we'll see yeah Kristen's
0: over it <laughs>
1: <laughs> that could be part of it but now i mean they're they're all in in school you know? yeah so, no i get that uh, i get that, and, and the expense so it's it's hard i'd love to have them there it's hard
0: for uh, even hard for us we have chickens and dogs and we're like man should we both go or should one of us stay back because this is a lot of this is a lot of we don't know where to, what to do with our dogs
1: that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but it's good. It's good. Uh, everybody's doing pretty well and, uh, excited here. We probably won't get this uh, out before Thanksgiving, but if we, uh, we do. Oh, we're... Hey,
0: no, I will, because I don't have to train for the next. Ah, there you go.
1: Yeah. All right. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hopefully has, uh, everybody has a good one and, you know, is starting to think about, uh, next season and, and getting some goals ready for this winter you know, really, uh, focused on, on that and, you know, some short-term goals, right. Um, and not just, just, uh, thinking about, you know, Oh, my next race is until, you know, big races until September or you know, July, this winter, I mean the summer, excuse me. Um, and that can be tough to really keep with the motivation. So, you know, just breaking it up and, and having some things that you want to work on, which we've, we've touched on recently in, in previous episodes, but, uh, really encourage you to to be thinking about that and um you know going into that and and um also you know just just trying to to take some time to to step away though and and be good making sure we're getting plenty of rest and rejuvenated here um because it's it's important to be fresh as we head into when it really matters you know which is is depending on when your races are coming up pretty soon here we've got to start getting dialed in to be ready, you know, if we're gonna give Elliot the beating he deserves in, in early May, you know?
0: Is that your goal for uh for your for your St. George race? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna beat you out of the water and never yeah. see you
0: again. Man, if you beat me out of the water, <laughs> that's the only thing going for me these days. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna have, uh,
1: some some impressive things would need to happen for that to change here, but, uh, Hey,
0: there's no excuse for for you. You have the perfect swimmer body. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just proving everyone wrong that short people can swim.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, committing to strength work. Um, that's definitely a priority, priority of mine right now. Um, trying to, to get stronger here. And especially, you know, as we age, it becomes more and more important and, you know, not needing to get too crazy about, you know, triathlon specific training it's or you know, strength training in particular, you know, just like focus on getting strong, you know, pick up some heavy things, you know, and move them around and uh, do it with good control and, you know, in a safe manner and uh, you'll likely benefit significantly from it. So, um, you know, been really trying to, to focus on that and just doing the little things to, uh, to get dialed in, um, as, uh, as the end of the year approaches here. i will try. I do have one more, uh, running race, the mill Cities relay coming up in a couple of weeks. So be good to, uh, to get a run race in. And that's, that's, helped me with motivation a little bit too. I wasn't running too much and started to pick up my running a little bit. So, um, you know getting those low priority races in there um, doing whatever you got to do to uh, to keep moving and, and focusing on getting better every day
0: what distance is that
1: uh, so that is a four man uh, relay oh. that um, so you do it's like the, what is right, right around a marathon I forget if it's a, I think it's a little bit more 27 miles something like that so there's a couple five mile segments and then there's a shorter one. And, um, and the, the and then there's like a, a little less than 10 mile segment. So I don't think, uh, I've been put on a team yet and, uh, I don't know what distance I'm running, but, uh, the race is a week from uh, Sunday. So hopefully I'll figure out pretty soon, but it's, uh, I, I will run for the, uh, Nashville, the great city striders is the local running club. So I'll run for them and. Uh, they had won the race for, geez, it was like, uh, I can't remember many, many, many years and they got beat, uh, or we got beat by, uh, another team in the last, uh, running of this race. So it's, it's time to get the title back, but it's, <laughs> like it's, it's a super, sucks. super fun race. It's, it's, you know, it's a lot like a Ragnar relay or something like that, but it's just only a few hours. So,
0: so, so you it can go hard. You know,
1: complete yeah right but you know you don't and you only run once i guess but you know you you carpool and um you know it's a really fun kind of team experience but it's short enough where you're not sleep deprived and um you know it's it's, it's just really cool so uh looking forward to, to doing that one here and hopefully uh holding my own here. but we'll see
0: and no tries before saint george next year in may
1: that's the plan right now um yeah. you know i am planning to do the uh team everyman jack training camp in march so that'll get me out to vegas and uh hopefully saint george for a day um so that's i think i'm gonna have to consider my big training load or kind of race experience prior to uh to saint george
0: right how about you yeah i don't know i mean definitely gonna have to travel somewhere or something. yeah i know that's kind of Kind of maybe what I was thinking of. I mean, it's just so the weather here does not get warm enough and dry enough until what, like April? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And Um, same over there. Same over here. Yeah. A lot of trainer rides.
1: A lot of trainer rides. Hopefully we can get on Zwift together here. So, yeah. Probably starting a little early, but maybe we could, uh, you could start. I could finish around the time. But, uh, you know, that's another thing. Uh, our group is definitely picking up for the, the rides on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. I think we had, uh, almost 20 people on this morning and it's just so much more enjoyable when you're with others. And, uh, you know, we just shoot the breeze, chit chat about whatever, um, you know, I'll be calling out a workout, but, uh, really encourage people to try and network a little bit, especially if they're in a funk to, to get themselves going because it makes the time fly by and also motivates you to push harder during your intervals. Yeah. You know, so so Elliot, I expect you to start getting up at uh 245 a.m to uh to start joining us. All right.
0: Hey, if that's gonna help out my bike, I'll do it.
1: <laughs> that's the spirit. I used
0: to do that all the time in Arizona.
1: I know that's true. It's not even that far <laughs> fetched for you, is it? Oh man. Well yeah. since I
0: moved here now my rides start at like nine or ten. <laughs> whether oh, it's boy. inside or outside <laughs> yeah Just enjoying okay, the life without kids gone for me my friend <laughs> yeah
1: but uh that's good cool well uh you know hopefully uh people gave this a listen i know it's not uh the most exciting topic but uh, i think it's something that we need to be thinking about and, and comfortable with and, and understanding how to deal with and making the best of, of any situation really is is super important whether it's you know something not happening right as we wanted in a triathlon or any other aspect of our life we got to just make the best of it and and move on here so uh i know elliot's going to do
0: that you're like my therapist dude that's
1: that's what triathlon coaching is isn't it?
0: i know you're it's a life coach
1: (laughs) a lot of times it is there's no doubt and i love it yeah so all right, well, uh, thank you very much everybody for listening. Uh, we'll get some we got some interesting guests coming up here soon, hopefully, and we'll get another episode out soon here, but uh, we hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving and we'll be back and talk to you soon here.
0: Thanks for listening everyone.